Thank you for tuning in to Stateside Spurs. This week on the podcast, we reveal our predictions for the upcoming 22-23 season. And make sure you stay tuned for another hot debate on Collins Cues. Welcome to the Stateside Spurs here with Austin and Chris to do uh, our, I guess, beginning of season predictions uh, and also review our first game. We're not going to talk about preseason, at least the Roma match. You mean preview uh, our first game? Preview, not review. Yeah, preview our first game against Southampton <clears throat> on the weekend. And uh, I think we have some hot takes and spicy predictions here. Uh, and Austin, we'll you, you requested to uh, to lead this conversation. So... Um, I'm not too sure about how I feel about letting Chatty Austin take control here, Chris, but uh, I guess we can go <laughs> ahead and, and lend him uh, the keys to gonna the happen now, Mercedes. So. Austin, take over. What you got? Welcome, everyone. That's a, that's a background there, Chris. Uh, thanks right. for distracting me right off the bat. Um, so, you know, what, what I want to do is we are just stage away from the Premier League season starting. We're all excited. This is what everyone wants to know is predictions for the season. So it breaks down to four different groups, right? No one cares about the mid-table, so we'll do that last, and we'll talk about a couple of teams. It's the top four, it's the next four, and it's the bottom five. It's the relegation team. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, everyone wants to know the top four. I want to know y'all's top or your bottom five teams, the teams that are going to be relegated, the teams that are going to just barely escape right so that's the idea is that the bottom five is three teams that are going to get relegated and the two teams that are just going to barely escape the drop and um i i'm looking at the spreadsheet we have here we have a lot of teams in common uh chris i'm going to throw it to you first on your on your uh on your list here uh i think we have mostly the same teams but you have the most different bottom team so please walk me through your bottom three and who do you have propping up the entire Premier League table this season and why but who do you mean you mean who's my my absolute dung heap who's, who's number 20 out? who's who's going to be relegated that's, who's number 20 that's going to be not enforced that's going to be why that uh they really when you think about it through the playoff barely got out of the championship um they, I think uh, Spence was one of the biggest reasons that they got out of the championship to begin with, and we have him now. So, and I, I believe actually their goalkeeper right after that uh, didn't re-sign his contract, so he's gone. They're not going to be very good. Um, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts around it. They're going to struggle, unless they do something in the next couple of weeks to uh, to revamp their lineup that make to make it more Premier League ready. Uh, I think they're going to enjoy a season up, and then they're going to just go right on back down. Colin, you and I both have the same team at the bottom of the table, and all four of us, including your wife, Bethany, have this team relegated. Tell us why Bournemouth 
is the bottom of the table, the bottom of the pack. Yeah, I just look at so I, I look at this these these bottom couple teams, and it's really hard, honestly. If if I'm being honest, I think 14 through 20, maybe even 13 through 20, all have a chance. That includes Southampton of going down, uh, and so it's really difficult. But Bournemouth seem to me. Uh, like the team that has done the least in the tra- transfer window and yeah. also uh, didn't really, um, you know, Fulham scored 100 plus goals in the championship last season. So that's a lot of goals. So Fulham can score goals. Mitrovic has played in the Premier League there. I understand why, you know, me and you both have them going down um, because they are kind of like a yo-yo club for sure. But I just don't think Bournemouth have done enough. Uh, for me to even consider to to have them in a race, I think it's pretty it's set pretty early. They're the Norwich of the season. That's kind of my prediction. Uh, yeah. I would like to say that you and Chris have all you have the same five teams going down. Same with Bethany. I'm the or not five teams going down at the bottom five. I'm the only one that has a different team. I don't have leads in my bottom five. I have Everton in my bottom five. Um, no, and that was that was, was going to be something I touched on next. Uh, what, what you talked about, Fulham, is very true. They are very dependent on Mitrovic, right? Mitrovic scored so many goals that a lot of people are thinking he has to continue that into the Premier League. But it is to be seen, right? Their, their season hinges on Mitrovic. I have him my fantasy Premier League team for a reason because it's possible he has that season. And, um, you know, I, I really struggled between having Fulham and Nottingham Forest in that bottom three. But I just I don't think three teams, like all three teams they have promoted are going to get relegated. We uh, I will talk about Leeds and Everton here in a moment. But Brentford, Chris, all of us also picked Brentford to go down. Uh, is that just the fact that Christian Eriksen isn't hasn't been replaced and he's the only reason they stayed up? Is that is that why? To me, that's a big reason. I mean, they have some other pieces, but without Erickson, there's not really much to to string all of it together. I'm trying to remember what their form was like before he signed with them. Not good. Not but good. It, yeah, from what I remember, it wasn't very good, and he pretty much saved their season. So now they're missing this giant chunk in the middle. They, of they stayed up by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't see much hope for for Brentford. <laughs> really. Okay. So. So, so Colin, uh, you know, I picked Everton just barely outside the top uh, bottom five. And, and honestly, in other iterations of this, I had Everton uh, down there. You you and I have lead switch. The only thing that we have different, uh, you and I, is Leeds and Everton switch. I have, I have Everton finishing, what is that, 2019, 18, 17, 16, 15th. You have them 16th. Uh, but what is it about Leeds and Everton? Um, I don't have... Leeds in my bottom three. I don't. I don't think they're going down. I think they'll be close. But I think Leeds and Everton are going to be right about there. What is it about those two teams? Yeah. What is it about those two teams that are going to be relegation-ish contenders, but are going to survive? So a couple things. And, and once again, this podcast, uh, these these picks were put in on August second. So the transfer window is open for another month. Yeah, a lot um, can change. A and lot and there's change. already there's already been some activity that's made me kind of think twice about this. Like Brentford just had a bid accepted for Damsgaard. Um, oh wow, I did not see that. Yeah. I didn't so, see that. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh, that's Brentford, the Brentford now have, right? Yeah, Brentford now have Damsgaard. 
uh, who's also uh, Danish and um, working with the same coach that's Danish. He had a great Euros, a great uh, Euros. And he played good at Sampdoria. So I, I think that there, those squads are making smart investments. And Everton's so what, not, what you're hinting Everton's at is not. after the transfer window, we might yeah, <laughs> I think, I this. Think, I think if Everton needs to make some real, real big signings, or I think that Sean Dyke will be the Everton manager in three months. Um, and that's just I see. Okay. You have to think Dwight McNeil has been, uh, is now a Everton player. James Tarkovsky is an Everton player. Sean Dyke is, is known to, to get the likes of Burnley and keep them alive as a Premier League club for so he long. He kept and, them alive for a long time. And Everton have way more ta- talent than Burnley does. And so I think that it's, it's going to be one of those things that if Everton survive, it's not because of Lampard. It's going to be Lampard's out and someone like Sean Dyke comes in. Uh, so the, the Leeds, thing about I think. Leeds, I, Leeds. I think I think Leeds could easily finish twelfth uh, as as likely as they could finish sixteenth or seventeenth. Uh, I just don't know. It's a lot of new signings. So Jesse Marsh is finally getting to put his stamp on the team. Tyler you know, Adams. He's got, yeah, he's got Tyler Adams coming in, but the losses of Phillips and Rafinha are massive uh, for that team because those are two quality players. And so it's going to be a very different side this yeah. year. And so I don't know what that looks like. So it's the unknown. Um, so yeah, it's I think very Fulham, different, and oh god, please don't fail. And my yes. opinion, Fulham, and, Fulham and Bournemouth are easy locks to go down. Um, those, that's the guarantee. The the 18 spots a real question mark for me. Yeah, yeah, and I think Chris, you're the only one that didn't pick Fulham to go down. Uh, you're probably betting on Mitrovic there, but you're. I know, Chris. I want to give you the the the, the spotlight here for Leeds, and then we're going to move on to the uh, the next four because we need to move on. But I know you specifically, out of all of us, watch the most MLS, you follow American soccer the most. Leeds is like America's representation in, in Premier League now. They have Jesse March. They've got some American players they've signed. It's like Team America in Premier League. So tell us, how can Leeds succeed this year? Because they're going to be a much different team than they were last season, right? Yeah, they're going to be very different. They're the players that they're bringing in. They're experienced, but they're young. I, it's one of those things where I'm really just hoping Marsh can piece something together better than what Bob Bradley did in his Swansea time. I don't know if you guys remember that a couple of yeah. years ago. The three months where Bob Bradley was Ooh, the Swansea Bob manager, Bradley. And it was just an absolute nightmare. I do think that this time around, He's got a much better squad, and I mean, it's. I think Leeds Marsh has a much better team to work with than the Swansea team. That They've was lost there. Rafinha and Phillips, though. That's true, but I still think they're better than that Swansea team. I also think that Jesse Marsh has more or a higher pedigree of coaching than Bob Bradley had coming true. into that situation. I think he's got more experience from his time in Europe, and and I think that will come through. So, I I, I think he's going to struggle. My biggest hope is that Leeds rides it out with him and gives him a fair shake because that's a new team. Like you guys were saying, they're missing big players. Rafinha and Phillips are going to be huge. To be fair, Phillips missed a good chunk of last season. True. I also think if this works out right, Tyler Adams, I've watched him play. He's a he's a defensive mid. He's a holding guy, but he can also play like left back. And I think he plays right back occasionally. For yeah, him. he plays full back yes. and defensive mid. Um, there's a good chance that he slots into or they're going to try and shoehorn him into the spot where where Cal- Calvin Phillips was. And he is that type of midfielder. He's not as good, but he's that type of player. So if he... If he steps into this role, 
this could be a big up for 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 Tyler Adams. This could be a huge huge thing for him. And if he's able to fill that gap, I mean, I, that's why I have them close to going down, but not, but just well, get by by the skin of their teeth. Is I think they'll do so. They'll do enough to stay up. And to be fair, they're gonna be. They're not gonna be the open leads that we've seen before no, under under Beal's side. Flying goal scoring. We're not gonna see high flying. They're gonna be a very different different side of the team. Very much a physical team. Yeah. I think it's not. It's not a coincidence. We saw them. Uh, we saw Jesse March sign Americans to the team. So that, to me, out of all of the bottom of the table teams, are going to be most interesting to watch. But now let's move on to the next four. So not the top four. We're talking about the next four. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Okay, these are the teams we're, we're talking about here. Uh, teams that are going to finish in Europe, but outside of Champions League. Colin, I'm going to kick it to you first. You've got some interesting teams in this. Uh, you have the most interesting next four out of all of us. By far. So walk us through fifth through eighth and tell us your thinking on uh on on these on these predictions. Well, I'll touch on the um, on the ones that are different and I'll let the ones that that we all kind of have in common. Uh, all four of yours are different, I think, except well, for no, one. We, we both have West Ham in the top top four after well, I guess me and you do, Chris doesn't. And then I think Newcastle Okay, the other three are very different though, because yeah. Just start at fifth and go down. Just just I, walk the listeners through your 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 uh, thoughts of fifth, sixth, yeah. seventh, eighth. I'll go quickly so we can we can have Chris have a yes. Man United fifth. Uh, I think that Ten Hag is um, the real deal, and for the first time, I think Man United Man United will turn interest back back into a real real threat. Um, and the joke the jokes of Man United are, are going to fall away. I think that. Ten Hag doesn't – he's kind of like that no BS manager. Um, so he's – Interesting. I think that he's going to take a while to rebuild the club, but I do think that the, they have a, enough quality and players like Sancho and um, Varon and Martial and Rashford and, and possibly yeah. Young. And they just have enough there to um, to fight for that fourth spot but fall short chelsea uh that's that's a big question mark there's a lot of time left in the transfer window uh, if they don't if they don't after a lot yeah so they they i think that you said cucarella's official right so the brighton's left back is now chelsea but I, yep. honestly i don't know if that's better than alonzo and aspilicueto because cucarella's done it for brighton but everyone knows when you go to a top six club it's tough so basuma is going to find that like it's not the same the pressure's different so uh, I, I think Chelsea need to find another center back. Kunde going to Barcelona was huge for everyone in the Premier League because that's kind of where they were, they were putting all their hopes that Kunde would sign, yep. um, and he did not. And so they're stuck with an older back line: Thiago Silva, Kubali, uh, and then I don't really know. Christensen's gone, Rudiger's gone, so I don't know who the other one is. Um, and Aspilicueta and Alonso went out, so they they have a lot they need to to handle. Their defense is leaking. And then Newcastle and West Newcastle and West Ham, I think, are just kind of they they probably seventh or eighth, one of one one of the other. Newcastle is gonna uh, if they don't have their stuff together by January, they're not gonna be further than I think twelfth or tenth in the table, and I think they'll buy players in January because they are the richest club in the world right now. Uh, and then West Ham, I like the signing. Um, they just signed the striker from the Italian league. He's like six five, um, which is like a foot taller than me. So. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, I forgot his name, Salamaka or something. I know that, that's more of like a Breaking Bad. Um, West Ham signing. 
um, what is his name? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, West Ham. Sorry. Striker, tall. Uh, Gian- Gianluca Scamacca. Yeah. Um, he's at his high national scored 16 goals and 36 Serie A appearances last season. So, anyways, I think Antonio uh, is kind of past his prime. Him and Bowen could be dangerous. So that's top eight. I think that it kind of picks itself if you don't pick the top four the way that I picked the top four, which is why it's so different because my top four is different than your guys. So, Chris, I, I got to throw it over to you. We have some similarities here. Um, you know, before I throw it over to you, for me, Man United, I think they're finished sixth. I'm not sold that Tin Hogg's going to get the long-term buy-in that Man United should give him. I think he's a fantastic manager, but Man United time and time again have shown they're not going to have the patience for a long-term project. And he's making waves already, right? He's already said, like, players shouldn't be leaving before the end of the games, which is a direct shot at Ronaldo, right? That Ronaldo situation is no small thing. They've lost Pogba. Ronaldo is not going to play for them this year. There's, I mean, it, it seems very low chance that he does. They have some great talent there, and Tim Hogg can probably get through to them, but I think sixth is about their ceiling. Uh, West Ham, I agree, on eighth. Uh, I have some difference here, uh, but Chris, I'm going to let you take it because you and I both put a different team seventh and a different team fifth than uh, than Colin. Uh, you have – oh, you don't have West Ham in your top eight. So, uh, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. Give me your next four. Don't touch on United because we've already touched on that. Give me your other three, your fifth, seventh, and eighth, and uh, why you feel that way. And 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 keep it brief for each one because we're gonna have to move on to the top four here in a minute. Uh, okay. So Arsenal fifth, United sixth, Aston Villa seventh, and Leicester City eighth. Um, I think Leicester have kind of leveled out. Uh, they're as good as they're gonna be. They're Decent mid-table t- mid table team. They're probably one of the better mid-table sides, so I left them alone. Uh, Aston Villa. You left them at eight, thing. though, because that's higher than they finished last season. I, but, I mean, it's... Did I lose you guys? Nope, we're here. Okay, you blinked out for a second. Okay, um, but with uh, it's kind of the same thought process with Aston Villa and Leicester City is that they're upper mid-table sides. I just don't see them sneaking into, you know, a top six fight. I just they're decent teams. They're just not that good. And with uh, Newcastle still finding their feet being so rich, West Ham, I think, is going to continue to kind of downturn, in my opinion. And then Everton and Crystal Palace are not good. We'll keep going up. Um, Like you said, United, we've kind of touched on. And then Arsenal, I think. I hate to say it. I think the scum have made some halfway decent moves recently. Um, I still don't think they're top four good. But I rest a lot of their not being top four good on the fact that they have a subpar manager. So, yeah, that's that's my my remaining four, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Interesting. Can you guys still hear me? By the way, I had to change my audio. Yeah, you kind of just you're either. down in a hole. Okay, I had to change my audio. Hold on, let me change one something real quick because we can edit this. Let me. Oh, I'm not editing this. <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> I'm takes... down a hole. Uh, is what you oh, here we go. Here we go. Is that better? We can kind of see Bethany through the mountains. Oh, is that through. better? She disappeared into the mountains. No, we're, well, I mean, 
We're looking at your shelf. Well, no, not that, but is the audio better? Somewhat. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Oh, no. Cool, cool. Give Austin uh, an edge, and he just, just runs. <laughs> just runs. My phone is about to die, so I had to plug it in. Imagine Actually, recording how, how, how your phone that, in 2022. No, Keep talking. You're in shambles. This is why you can't host. How are you an adult? How do you feed yourself? Yeah. Are we good? Are we good? <laughs> Yep. Austin, the Aston Villa yep. hosts. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so, uh, one reason. Are we good? Are we good? Yeah, we can hear you. Yes. Come on. Go. Well, you, didn't, you didn't give me any confirmation. All I'm right, not so editing this. My my phone my phone is about to die, so it was gonna like go off, and so I'm glad I switched it. Um, the reason yeah. I put Aston Villa in the top eight uh, is I really think with Coutinho being, being permanent, that team, if Ian stays healthy, that team is going to be a team. No one wants to play. I think Gerard could be sacked by Christmas. It's possible. I can go one of two ways. Right. Yeah. And go one of two ways. Right. Uh, I think, I think it, it could go down pretty quickly, but I think they could also, be a team no one wants to go play. And uh, West Ham, I think, are, are have reached their plateau at eight. I don't think they're going to go much further than that. Uh, United, I think, have too much talent to finish much below sixth. But I don't think I don't think Ten Hag is going to figure it out first season. So that's why I have them at six. Arsenal, I hate to put it fifth, but I think they've made good enough signings that they're going to act like they're making a bid for fourth, but they're not going to actually get there. Um, and, and so that's why I have Arsenal, United, Villa, and West Ham as my next four. We got to do top four now. Uh, all of us, except for Bethany, have Bethany. the same team winning the league. Yeah. Bethany, who's winning the league? Tottenham. St. Ladder? Tottenham. There you go. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, that sounds like, that sounds like, uh, um, sheer blind partisanship there this, like, this this is the year that bethany falls in love with tottenham and yeah, she's honestly uh, lucky that like she didn't get like Mourinho. like she gets conte's no, first full season like you shouldn't get avb years are oh, you yeah kidding? yeah i mean marina's pretty bad did you not watch the wrong it's pretty avb post uh post so uh, sherwood years in yeah, the AVB Sherwood year after Bale left, that was rough. That was, that was rough. Let's, let's see where I went. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Tottenham so, is what so Bethany Tottenham. has. So, so uh, <laughs> Bethany is Tottenham. All of us have Man City finishing first, which I think is the easy money. Colin, give us your top four because you're the only ones that has a slightly different top four than, than uh, Chris and I. Yeah. Uh, so my heart said Tottenham two, uh, my head said Liverpool two. Um, so uh, based off of the the love, uh, the, the the feeling I get when I'm right, I went Liverpool two. Uh, just because this is now a, a spreadsheet and I can refer back to it. Listen uh, to your heart. Listen to your heart. Um, so I went Tottenham three, Liverpool two, and Arsenal four. Um, I'm sure people can can predict that based off of my um, five through eight. But yeah, so Liverpool, uh, I think, will really miss Mane. I think Mane uh, is just as important to that club as Salah was. And 
uh, for them to to think that Diaz and Nunes can just replace that um, is naive. So that I, that would be like us losing Son, right? Uh, that would be no, absolutely, absolutely, and I and I'm going to touch on that too. But why so do you like, have Arsenal ports? Arsenal have done some great business in the league. In this, I, I think that I I don't think that I think it's preseason, but I'm not looking looking at the preseason results. I don't care that you beat Chelsea four 0 or Sevilla six 0 because it's preseason, right? I mean, watch if you watch the NFL, you see the Browns. You know, five years ago, we'd go four and on preseason and go like two and fourteen in the league. So no one really cares about preseason, but they do have players who know how to win. And Jesus Zinchenko, I do think the guy they got from Porto, uh, Vieira, um, is is good as well. And I think that they are young and they've only added uh, quality players and haven't lost any quality players. And so because of that, um, I and and I think Chelsea will have. A better, I think Chelsea might focus more on the Champions League uh, if they get out of the group stage and be less focused on the league because they'll be so far out of it that Arsenal can, can kind of solidify that fourth. Honestly, Arsenal United was a tough one, flip flop there. It could, could have gone either way. I just think that um, I also don't think Arsenal are done in the transfer window, um, which surprises me. And they also have Europe this year, so. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's not fun to put them at fourth. I'd much rather put like West Ham, Newcastle there maybe. I don't even know. But yeah, I I, I do. I wouldn't be surprised if Tottenham are two. Um, but I think that if I was going to bet, I would put Liverpool second here. So I agree with you that Mane is a big loss. And I think that the reason Salah has, I personally think the reason Salah has destroyed the league so much is has a lot to do with Mane. Uh, being on the other side, right? They, no team can double team Salah because Mane was on the other side, and even when Diaz came into the side, Mane played centrally, and so teams had to had to respect that. Diaz has a lot of weight on his shoulders, uh, balancing out uh, the attack. Teams are gonna give him space and beg him to beat them early on, and if he doesn't, it's gonna be a tough going for Liverpool. So uh, I agree with you there. I, I don't think Arsenal. I think Arsenal had, had had a good had a good uh, window, but not good enough to make top four. I think Chelsea are going to finish fourth, and I think Chris, you agree with me on this. Chelsea just have enough talent to finish fourth, but they're not going to make a push for anything else. Um, so you know, in the interest of time, we have predictions. We had we had to keep going. Uh, Golden Boot. All of us agree on this, except for Bethany, because I think Bethany. she. What? I think she who's gonna who's gonna win the Golden Boot this year? Sunny. Yeah, because I think she picked her favorite player. Um, <laughs> no, she picked, the, she picked the reigning golden boot winner. Like, it's not a surprise that she that's picked true. Sunny. No, that's very true. That's not, she scored the Sunny most goals with no penalties. And she put and, she and, her favorite, and her favorite player. That's true. And she picked Kane second. But why did all of us pick Kane as the gold boot winner, Chris? Why? Um, this is Kane. Uh, have you seen this guy in preseason? He's coming back in in the best shape of his life. This is a fully motivated Kane who's coming in at the the beginning of the season. He's animated. Yeah, this is this is peak. This could be peak Kane. And and with the motivation he seems to have behind him, the team that this is the team that he's always wanted with the coach that he's always wanted. This is just a prime a, a prime season for him to win the Golden Boot and to win it like in style. So Colin, Still didn't pick him as my player of the year. <laughs> hold on, hold on, because Chris, I was gonna say this. 
You pitched Kane as the Golden Boot winner, but you put Son as your Player of the Year. Tell me the thinking behind that. And they call it a real throw. Well, well, just winning, scoring Son, the go- most goals doesn't mean you're Son, the best. Son's won player. more Player of the Years than Kane has, and Kane's won more Golden Boot. No, he has. But Kane, but, but Kane winning the Golden Boot, you got to think. Kane, Kane won Golden Boot and most assists, and Son still won Player of the Year oh. two years ago. Okay. Here's my thinking. Well, from my thinking, and this is like I, it's just looking at their mentalities. You guys remember? Wait, wait, hold on. Um, hold on. When we were Sun won gold, Sun won Player of the Year when Kane had yeah, the yeah. Man because it, our our vote is so skewed by South the South Korean country <laughs> with, three, with like seven million all fans vote. all vote for Sun. Literally, the Spurs Player of the Year in 2020 2021 was Sun. Kane had the most goals and assists in the league. Kane literally cannot has never won the Spurs Player of the Year. So no, he has. He won it once. I know. Hey. You know I, he had it won it once. I don't think he has, but I'll look that up. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Well, either way, I was basically just saying you guys remember a couple of years ago, or not even a couple of years ago, um, League Cup final, we lose, and Sun just completely breaks down. Right. Yeah. Middle of the field. Um. That guy uses those kind of moments as motivation. And the way the rest of the team seems to rally around him, I just, this is one of those, he's one of those players where I I just feel like this is going to be another big season for him. And it could translate into almost a Kane-esque season where he's dominating goals, he's dominating assists, and we just really see him turn it on because he's 30 years old. And he has vocally said one of his dreams is to win something with this club. And this is the the prime opportunity to do it. So I see him kicking on and not really kicking on because he's already kicked on. The dude kicked on two years ago. Right. But I just really right. see something special coming out of him this season and it being a big year for him. So yeah. we move on to we move on to first manager sacked. And uh Colin, you and Chris have the same manager picked. I have a different one, so I'll touch on that in a second. You both picked the same manager. Who did you pick and why? Who are you asking? Chris, uh, Colin. First manager <laughs> sat. Colin. Uh, you and Chris the same person. Well, I, well I, if Everton are finishing in 15th, it's not because Lampard makes it all season. I'll tell you that. Or 16th, whatever. So, yeah, 16th. It's not because Lampard makes it all season. That's not a successful season for Lampard under um, Everton under Lampard. So, uh, it's more of just like, man, I don't Anthony Gordon, Do- uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Dwight McNeil as your front three. Like, good luck, man. Like, that, like. <laughs> that, it isn't that much to work with, does No, I mean, Seamus Coleman's still there, I think. Like, what? what yeah, he is. Yeah, so I think Seamus Coleman has been there the entire time I've been watching. Premier. Yeah, like is Gilfie still there? Like I, like, I don't even no, know. Uh, no, I know Townsend's like still there. Townsend. I mean, I I just don't it. really know. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Lampard. Um, so and, and really it was kind of just a fun question to throw in there. But for sure, I mean, you know, we have at least five managers will be sacked this season, at least. So, uh, Colin, the, the second the second manager you have is my first manager, Hassan Uh I think Southampton are going to uh, – he's been up and down, up and down with Southampton the entire time. He plays very attacking style. I think he is going to struggle to make it through the season, but they'll probably hire someone that's going to keep them up. Uh, Colin, why did you pick him as uh, the second manager to be fired? Is, yeah. that, is that kind of the same thinking? 
Yeah, I mean, you also have Southampton pretty high up the table. You have them at 12th. So I have them 14th in the table, which which makes the again I think they're I think they're I think they're fighting relegation and they hire a manager that that, that uses I mean James Wood Prowse is too good. I would love for Southampton to get relegated. I would love a shot at James Wood Prowse for like a discounted championship. You've been wanting, you've been wanting Ward Prowse for like four years. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a dude Same. that scores four free kicks a year. How many points does that free take? Free kick specialist with five subs in yeah. a league now. You bring, bring him, him in, on. Bring him in when they're fouling around the box and let this dude take. And let him just have his set pieces. For a discounted price. Anyways, yeah. uh, I, I also agree. I think he's been there too long. He's been there too long to, to finish in the bottom six. So yeah. I think if he starts out that way six, three or four months into the league, they're going to let him go. I mean, Chris uh, hates Americans, right? Jesse Marsh. Chris. Chris, you have you have Jesse Marsh as the second manager fired. I have more faith in him than that. Colin definitely does. Uh, are 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 you just you know anti-American, or do you think he's just not gonna last just, the whole year? I want him to succeed because he's American and it's the Premier League. I just I have a terrible feeling that the moment things go south, it it, it won't really necessarily be his fault. It'll honestly just be the moment things go south, the first thing they're going to do is fire the American um, and, and bring in. Fire Ted, fire Ted Lasso, right? It's easy. Yeah, they're, that's the first thing they're going to do is fire the American. So that's why it's not so much about Jesse Marsh or about Leeds. It's just the moment <gasps> I think things are going south, they're going to fire him. Um, with Lampard, I have I you guys talk about where you have Everton. I have Everton higher than the table than anybody i think and i honestly think it's because yeah i honestly think they will be awful at the beginning of the season lampard will be tanked by christmas and they're going to go out and find a decent manager that will manage to get them back to the middle of the table sean dyke yeah i can see it happening so 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 moving on colin you have tottenham finishing further in the champions league than any of us uh, tell us where, how far you think we're getting at the very least and why you feel that way. We definitely make it to the round of 16. Okay, but that's, that's not that's not. No, the, you said uh, the very least. The very least oh, we make it to the round of 16. But, but, my, expect, my, my hope is that we make it to the semifinals. That's, so that, going, that's what you're saying. That is going to require us to have a little bit of luck uh, in who we draw. Um in the in the knockout stages, uh, I think we can take down one um, giant. But if we were to get a back-to-back giants like in the round of 16 and then the quarters, I would be a little bit more concerned. So if we can get like an easy round of 16 or easy quarterfinal draw, I can see a semifinal finish. Uh, the real problem here when I was choosing this was just that Conte is not the best in cups. Uh, he doesn't really prioritize he, in Europe. In Europe, he won a cup at at, at Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. In European cups, he's just not the best. He doesn't yeah. really prioritize that from the history. But my thought is that the squad is actually, I feel comfortable seeing it's deep enough that something can happen here with Kane and Son getting some rest with the players that we have brought in. Uh, also, our, our central midfield of being able to rotate. So. so last question here, Colin, you mentioned it. You're the only one that paid Tottenham not to win a cup this year. Chris, you said we will. Is that the FA Cup? Is that what you're predicting? Most likely the FA Cup. Um, I I kind of uh, I agree with Colin. I I think as I see us going deep into the Champions League, I hope that we go deeper. 
and get a semifinal, but I just, it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I could see with the depth that we have, the ability to rotate, taking like an FA Cup. I, at this point, I'll take a League Cup. It's not the one I want, but I'll take it. Um, so yeah, probably the FA Cup if it's going to be one. If you made me well, pick a I mean, take. And let's be honest, in Champions League, after the round of, the round of 16, your draw is based mostly on how you finish in the group stage. You might get unlucky and have a PSG that finishes second somehow and you get drawn against them. But really, after the round of 16, it's based on how well you play in those ties, right? Because uh, quarterfinals and semifinals, I mean, as we saw in our run to the, to the final, we beat Manchester City. Uh, in, a, in a quarterfinal match that we had no business winning, right? Um, so uh, that, that's a crapshoot. For me, the FA Cup, we need to be making the quarterfinals. We need to be making the last eight in the FA Cup no matter what. Uh, Conte has experience in domestic cups. It's just European cups that his track record is no good. I think we will win something this year. So I put yes for winning a cup because I honestly believe if this is not the year, I don't know when is the year. And that's just me wholeheartedly believing that. So that is our predictions for this year. Uh, we're not gonna, we don't have time to touch on all the mid-table clubs or anything like that. Uh, you know, there, there's a handful of clubs that are going to be in for rough years. I think Brighton replacing Cucurella and replacing Basuma and some others. But uh, that's, our, that, that's, our, that's our predictions for this year. That's who we think is being relegated. That's who we think is going to win the, win the league and finish in the uh, European spot. So, Colin, I hand the podcast back over to you, my friend. Uh, and this would be uh, where, where Chris would give me a cool intro here. Oh. Sorry. Uh, because we have, uh, you know, my favorite part of the, the episode now, Colin's cues here. And so we're going to start with my section that I have built here. Colin's cues. It's called This Player or That Player. So... Uh, for this evening, I'm going to give you uh, a Tottenham player first, and then I'm going to say um, a player from a different club, same position, and ask, would you trade this player straight up uh, for, for like the remainder of their career? You know, it's not just for a season, then you get the player back. So uh, we're going to start with, uh, you'll, both, you'll both get to answer. It doesn't, I don't need a two-minute uh, monologue on your answer, Austin, just a, a, a brief answer. And then we'll move on to the next one. So, Chris, you got to go first. Eric Dyer for Thiago Silva. No. Austin? No. You're supposed to name a player, right? I did. No, he said no. Aren't you supposed to pick a player? No, he wouldn't trade Eric Dyer for Thiago Silva. Oh, I would take Dyer as well. Okay. Uh, Christian Romero for Virgil van Dijk. Who's that, too? Uh, Austin, go first. Romero. Romero. Okay. Uh, Eves Basuma for Jordan Henderson. Basuma. Basuma. I'm not taking Jordan Henderson. I'm sorry. You get the remainder of their career? Absolutely not. Jordan Henderson is 38 years old. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm going to take Basuma for age. Age alone, Basuma. Okay. Uh, Harry Kane for Erling Holland. <sighs> Harry Kane. Never seen Erling Holland play in the Premier League. 
That may change in like a week, but everyone's all over everyone's all over Holland, but he's never played in a league that had people that could actually body up to him, right? He's been able to physically dominate. Dude's 6'4", 200 pounds. If this dude is a bust, if if Aaron Holland comes to the Premier League and is somehow a bust, this will be one of the like his watching him struggle would be one of the worst things I've ever seen. Just because he seems like a nice guy too. No, he doesn't. He seems like an arrogant prick. Are you kidding me? Sometimes every he makes funny I'm, jokes. <laughs> every every interview I've seen is he's an ex-Zlatan. He's like, yeah, I'm the shit. Are you kidding me? This dude, listen, the only way he's a bust is if he's not used to people pushing him around and he reacts poorly to it. That's literally it. That's literally the only way. If, if people push him around in the first game, which is what's going to happen, and he pushes them back and it's like, screw you, I'm early Holland. We're six four, two hundred pound Erling Holland. <laughs> does it matter? Did Zlatan play amazingly in the Premier League? I mean, it's thirty seven, thirty six when he came here. Did he ever even try to come here? <laughs> yeah, came no. to United. He played for Man United. But he was thirty seven. He could have come anytime he wanted. Holland is that. here he's and he's twenty two. So who are you picking, Holland or Kane, <sighs> for the rest of their career? Kane. Okay. Uh, next question is with Charleston for Saka. <laughs> Bukayo Saka for with Charleston. That's probably the Sorry. best one you've asked. I just, I just choked a little bit. The best one I asked, it's better than Holland versus Kane. No, 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 just because I can't stand Arsenal players. I don't know that I've ever, I could ever pick an Arsenal player. Just on Charleston, hands down. Saka, Saka, Saka. Yeah, that's it. Richardson has done it where he's had to carry a below average team for two or three years now, and he kept them up single handedly. Saka is a luxury player at Arsenal that is just a flare around and then he flamed out last year. Richardson is hands down a better player. And uh, Chris, Chris seemed a little bit more, uh, you know. That's more conflicted with that. Uh, interesting. Chris so we're, we're I yeah. promise we're not homers, but you you both picked all Spurs players. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't. Or agree. you pick poor choices I, for players to put them up against. No, I, a fool takes Kane, a, a fool takes only... Kane over Holland for the rest of their career. I mean, Holland, Holland, Holland scored sixty. Years. Holland scored sixty-two goals and sixty-seven appearances for Dortmund. Colin, aren't you the same person that said Bundesliga is a farmer's league? It is. And 62 goals in two years for a club. Is no... how, many goals, how many goals did Mitrovic score in championship last year? The, you're going to compare the championship to the Bundesliga. You literally last season. Okay, I'm not going to compare the Bundesliga to the Premier League. And you said the Bundesliga was bullshit. That's that was worse than the championship. The championship. You're going to compare Mitrovic. You're going to compare Mitrovic to Holland right now. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, you said Bundesliga last year was a bullshit league. Talent, Lewandowski has never played in the Premier League for a reason. He owns the Bundesliga. We don't know what Holland's going to do once he has people that can actually physically body him up. No one in the Bundesliga can compete with him. Okay. All right. He's well, I will see. Deli Alley at 22 was fucking dominating midfields. All right. Like all I'm saying is he's so young and so small of a sample size. People at 20 at three years into Kane's career were saying Kane was still a flash in the pan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Six and months into Holland's time at City, that this whole thing may change. The dude may just come in and blow the Premier League away, or he may not. It may take him a year to, to adjust, I think. Yeah. I reserve the right in January to say that I was wrong about Holland. Listen, he's and you were, and I was right. Holland could easily be the best player the Premier League has ever seen, but he could also be the next player that just doesn't cut it that well in Premier League. It could be easily and, either. And way. I would be willing to take Holland for the rest of his career with the the with the with the, Kane, the Kane small has, chance. Kane has if he comes more. in and he's Chelsea's for Fernando Llorente, then I'm just gonna roll over and laugh. I just Kane Torres, has, you mean? Or Torres, Kane, yeah, my bad. Kane has guaranteed five more years of elite level Premier League striker status. He's 29 years old. He will at least till he's 34 be a great, like, world-class level striker. I'm taking that five years over a question mark with Holland. That, you're on. taking the question mark. Holland could be a 10, 10, 15 years of the best striker we've ever seen in the world. That's very true. But Kane is guaranteed five more years of being world-class level striker. That's that's why I'm taking Kane. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's... So I don't think a fool takes that. I think it's... Taking a known quantity over an unknown quantity. Holland did it in Austria and then a couple of years in Bundesliga. He's had great years, but Deli Alli. He's, he's only 22. How many years do you want him to do it? When he scored almost 20. You want him to be scoring 30 goals in the Bundesliga when he's 16? Yes. How, how, many, goal, how many goals did Deli score when he was 19? Not, tw- not 30 a year. I, I think that I, I'm just saying he's done it in Champions League. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on, but it's not just the Bundesliga. He scored 15 goals in the Champions League in three years. He's he scored he scored nine goals for Denmark against Honduras in 2019. Like he's he's a he is a guy or Norway, not Denmark. He's a guy who just scores goals. So I I think that that is because of Kane's age that that is the one I would say no. No, I, hot, I, I, here's hot takes. We're going to move on to hot takes here. Liverpool finish outside of the top three. Chris. The top three? Yeah. Hot take. What, what do you think? No, they're not. No. I have them at four or at three right now. They're going to ride on the line at three. Awesome. No, yeah, they'll finish third or better. I'll be right back. City versus the field. What do you take? If I was putting money on it? Yeah. I put I put my money on City. <laughs> That's smart. I, yeah, I can't believe you there. Uh, Perisic will lead the team in assist. Ooh. I would actually say that's probably pretty true. I mean, shit, we don't have any midfielders. It's either Kane or Perisic. Yeah. Uh, Charleston will score 15 goals in the league. In the league? Yeah. No. He's not going to get enough playing time to score 15 goals. In the he, he might score 15 goals in all competitions, yeah. but not in the league. I mean, Sun barely. Kane didn't even score 15 goals in the league last year. Yeah, he scored 16 or 17. Oh, he bar- so he barely made it, and that's Kane. You know what I mean? He also like, didn't score any goals for four months, but yeah, I get what you're saying. True, but 15 goals. 15 is a lot. Uh, Kane and Son score more goals than at least two Premier League teams. True. Okay. Um, that is my hot take. Bournemouth uh, was more like 30 combined. <laughs> so, 
That's one right there. Uh, all right, I'm going to wrap up this, and then we're going to go ahead and preview the game and uh, call it wrap it up tonight. So uh, we've we've been rumored with uh, some attacking midfielders, some attacking players. So uh, James Madison or Zaniolo, which one are you taking for $50 million? I would much rather have James Madison. He's homegrown. He's Premier League proven. He can play center mid or right wing. Um, Conte seems like Zanilo, but I, I, if I were the person in charge, I would take James Madison. Okay. Um, and... Christopher! <sighs> What's up, Q? I don't know what's up tonight, but... Q is getting freaking big, man. I can't deal with that. Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, so uh, I'll let you answer these questions quickly. Um, City versus the field, who do you take to win the league? City. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Perisic will lead the team in assist. Hot take. What are your thoughts? Ooh. Perisic will lead the team in assist. That's a hot take. That's He's not going to do that. Okay. Okay. Richarlison will score 15 goals in the league. No. Okay. <laughs> nah. Kane and Son <laughs> score more goals than at least two Premier League teams. Facts. Yeah, my man. Uh, so I just asked Austin. Uh, there's some rumors, um, kind of swirling, uh, attacking midfielder players. Zaniolo or Madison? Which one would you take for 50 million? Madison. Yeah, I agree. Just because he knows the league, right? And he's, that, he's that not that much. He's not that yeah. much older. He's two years older than Zaniolo, with less injuries, uh, less big injuries. But um, what would be considered a successful season this year, Austin? Uh, so you're saying a fair minimum? Yeah. Like, what would you say? You know what? That was a good season. To me, if we finish out top, outside top four, it cannot be a successful season. So. To me, it's top four plus something. So we either finish – okay, how can I say this? If we finish uh, top three, it's successful. If we finish fourth, we need to win something. We need to win a trophy. That's that's my, my bare minimum because we finished fourth last year with Conte here for half a year. Um, I think top four is, is – is, if we finish on top four – we would have to win Champions League to, for it to be a successful season, right? Like, it it would take ca- like monumental accomplishment for us to be a successful. Chris, top oh. Chris, if we finish fifth and win the FA Cup and the uh, Carabao Cup, is that a success? Awesome. No, hear your nephew. No, I mean, I was gonna honestly gonna say top four and a trophy, top Not- two and no trophy and. You you've had still had a successful season. I wouldn't even say top three, top two, okay. and no trophy, and you you're successful. Top four and a trophy, and you've had a good year. All right, um, Colin, so, you have to answer too then. Uh, top four is top. I think it depends on how we get top four. Like if first and second are so far away from us, but if. If we're, like, chasing second, like, if it's second and fourth are all close together and we get fourth and we don't win anything, then I think that's good. I think if we, if we gain ground on Liverpool, I think City are just, it's just not fair. It's like playing FIFA. Uh, the, and somehow they, they're, like, not even, like, negative in transfer 
it's just yeah i don't know um but i think that well they are not accounting holland i i I just think top four is a way of continuing to grow and i think eventually you have to continue to set a base a foundation we had that with pochettino the problem is we didn't invest so it looks like now we're investing so we need to make sure that top four uh is the bare minimum moving forward we have to set that as a new precedent so I would still be happy with fourth and and no no like for this season. I think I don't know if Kane and Conte would be happy with that. But uh, all right. So my next question is, what would Pochettino have done if he, or what would we have done if Pochettino received the backing in 2018 the way Conte has this year? You just want to hurt me. Why are you asking this question? What do you mean? What would we have done? Like, well, if we well, had well, gone out and signed six players by, uh, you know, July 10th, uh, and uh, he had a full preseason and got to pick the players he wanted to, basically, if this happened four years ago, what what would we have done as a club? Where would we be today? Chris, you can go first. <laughs> I would honestly say we probably would have won at least one trophy, but my thing is. A lot of people put a lot of stock in what we did that summer. And I honestly think that losing the Champions League in the fashion we did and the six months prior to that Champions League are were more the problem than the summer following. If I guess if you you guys understand. I, well, I no, just think well, 2018, 2018 summer was the year. Yeah, well, it's the year. Sorry. It's I'm, the I'm, year I'm before the Champions League final. So the year like that. We didn't invest at all that summer. We bought no. Oh, players. the two, the blank summers. Yeah. Um, I still, I was, I kind of stand by. We still would have won something. I don't know that. Oh God, because it's so much depends on the players you buy, and, and just, yeah, would have won a trophy. Yeah, you have Paratici. We would yeah. not be a 14-year drought of trophylessness at this point. We yeah. would have won something. That's don't right. know if it would have been a league title, but we would have won something by now that's fair uh all right last question and it's actually heading into as we transition to previewing the southampton matches which top six team quote unquote top six big six team uh is most likely to be upset this weekend uh i'll give i'll give you the fixtures to choose from um crystal palace uh host arsenal friday afternoon the kickoff uh liverpool go to fulham uh for the 6 30 kickoff saturday morning Tottenham are home to Southampton. Chelsea travel to Everton. Uh, Man City go to West Ham on Sunday. And Brighton, uh, or Man United host Brighton, which is most likely to be upset Austin. Uh, it's going to be Arsenal. Yeah, that's fair. Friday night under the lights, Crystal Palace will be rocking. Friday night, first game. They hate going to Crystal Palace. Like, can we just say with the, with the Fisher list was set out AFTV was saying that it's rigged because they have to start the season against Crystal Palace that's how much they hate playing Crystal Palace so it's in their head I I, I mean the second place would be the Everton matchup but I, I honestly think Arsenal shitting the bed first game of the season yep I could see that I don't even bother with me I was going to say the exact same thing but I was honestly going to say whoever Arsenal is playing is going to beat them Opening week. What, they're playing Brighton? Yes, that's a win for Brighton. (laughs) I think... I see... You know what? I see Man City losing this weekend. 
Why is that because we beat them the first week? Or, or, dro- or dropping points. I think West Ham have a little revenge for that game that uh, they came back and won last game of the season last year. Um, and I think Man City, if you're going to play Man City, you're going to beat them early. You're not going to beat them when they get the groove. Um, so, yeah, hey, we, we did that last year, right? Yep. So let's uh, preview the Southampton game and let's get out of here because we're coming up on an hour here. So uh, Southampton at home on the weekend. Um Come here. Let's do a quick run through together, uh, starting eleven predictions. Chris, I'm gonna give you the back line. Go ahead. Who do you got starting in the back line? Uh, back line. Sessegnon on the left. Is he, is Davies gonna be healthy? I'm gonna say Davies. If he's healthy, he starts. If not, it'll be Linglet. Um, Dyer, Romero, and um, uh, Doherty. Uh, Austin, any, anything you want to change out there? Harris is just starting. Really? Yeah. I think they like Sessegnon. Why do you think they're just going to throw? No, we, Conte knows that last year we struggled against Southampton because they pressed the shit out of us, and Perisic is our ability to get out of that. I can see Uh, that. I'm good with that, too. I I, I, I think Perisic starts, but besides that, I agree with you. I think if if Davies is not healthy, Sanchez starts at left center back. Oh, I fucking hope not. Because that negates everything I just said about getting out of the press. <laughs> um, all right, midfielders, Austin. It's going to be Vindicor and Horbier because Vasuma's carrying a slight knock and Skip is already ruled out. Okay. Chris, anything? Nope. Same thing. Uh, all right. Ideal. Let's go forwards here. Austin? Or Chris, I mean. Up top? Um, God. One, two, three. Sun, Kane are set. I'm going to go ahead and say Kulisevsky starts. Awesome. Richarlson suspended. There's no way Lucas starts ahead of Kulisevsky. So, I mean, I think the front three writes itself. Yeah. Well, sounds like the only really controversy here is uh, left center back of Davies isn't fit. Chris does. I, I, Chris, I don't I think Paris starts here. It's going to be hard for Paris not to start. I think Sessignon will play a lot of games, but... Parasitch is going to start. Um, I'm fine. Honestly, and, it's not. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm fine. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parasitch is gonna be Parasitch this season to me is gonna be like Vandervart the first season I started watching Spurs. He's only gonna be here for a season or two, but he's gonna make a big impact for us while he's here. Um, you know, he's the the old veteran that that's just gonna make. A, I mean, Colin, I don't know if you remember that season, but I know Chris does. Vandervart's first two starts in goal. 2010-2011, Vandervart was a freaking godsend to watch. He was, was. so amazing. Yeah. He scored big goal after bo- big goal for us and just changed the culture. I think Paris is just that player. He's also one of the laziest players I've ever seen in my life. This man was... It didn't obviously. matter. When the ball came it to him, didn't matter scored. at all. He scored fucking goal. He was the attacking midfielder version of uh, Berbatov. Yes. <laughs> Parasitch, by the way, is not lazy. He looks like a freaking anime character. Did you see that picture I sent in the in the chat today? Dude looks like he's in his mid-20s at the latest. Like, he's in that good of shape. It's ridiculous. He looks like he has drawn on abs. Like, yeah. how does that work at 30, 32 <laughs> years old? I'm 32 this does not look like that. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, you got home from work happy. I don't think I don't think he's doing that after a Conte <laughs> training session. No ketchup, uh, no, no barbecue, you know. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm not going to talk too much about Southampton. They did make some uh, some pretty some, some signings, but some some younger player signings. Um, nothing to to really be worried about. It looks like we all have Southampton pretty low on the table, uh, with all of us really having Hasenhutel. Uh, More predictions. Yeah, More so predictions. I, I want predictions right. here. Uh, I'm going to go. Dave, what are, what are we going this week? What's a prediction? Three nil. Three nil. I was gonna, I was gonna, I, I was gonna guess she was gonna say that. All right, Chris. Three nil. Three nil. Two nil for me. Two nil. Austin. Four nil. Four nil. Austin's drunk. That'd be a great weekend. No, though. no, no. Here's the thing. It could be four nil, or it could be like one one. Like beginning oh, of the season. That's not my weak. least. That's my least favorite thing. It's like it could be. A, we could win, or we could die, or we no, could no, lose. No, no, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> we beat Manchester City with Nuno last season. At the beginning of the season, right? Like first game of the season gives you. Bro, weird... we're not losing at home to Southampton. No, I don't Conte's think we're first full season. That's why I said will quit if we lose. That's why I said four. That's why I said four nil. I'm saying. It's going to go one of the two ways, and I am betting on the we blow them out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 3-1. I'll let Bethany have her own pick at 3-0. I think 3-1. Uh, I still think our set piece I think our set piece oh, coach wait, wait, has not on. had I enough. Yes, I can guess this. James Ward-Prowse either makes a free kick or sets up a free kick goal. That's what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah James Ward-Prowse freaking homer yeah. over here. Well, I, I guess we'll see. Right, Chris? You, is he going to be in your fa- fantasy oh, team? You're never signing James Ward-Prowse. Just get over it. I would just love to score on free kicks and not concede. Uh, but um, it, it would be nice. It would be so nice. <laughs> but we're going to have a house full of people, but I'm going to be... Can you make one in preseason? Yeah, deflection. All right, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to bait you into this. Um, guys... Interesting predictions, but we have them on a spreadsheet, so we'll be able to to readdress this uh, come around international break for the World Cup. Um, going to be a fun season. Lots to look forward to. Lots of hype. Let's hope it holds up to it. Uh, and starting this weekend, uh, I know that I will find myself firmly placed uh, on my chair uh, watching at least the Tottenham game. So hope you guys enjoy the 3-1 drubbing. So I'm correct uh, of Southampton on the weekend. And as always, come on, Spurs. Come on, Spurs. Spurs.